Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this week's episode, we want you to pause this recording, go on Twitter, and follow us at MCU underscore rewind. And then after you've done that, uh, go to Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app that lets you give ratings and give us a rating. And, you know, tell your friends why not. But you don't have to do that one, it would just be nice. You might as well. You're here. Anyway, uh, with that, this week we are doing our rewind for Season 5, Episode 3 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with episode titled A Life Spent, which originally aired on December 8th of 2017. And in an attempt to have a shorter summary, let's see if this makes sense. In preparation for a special guest, Simmons is uh, given the task of helping an inhuman named Abby control her new powers uh, for some type of exhibition ceremony. Simmons is successful and lets the little girl phase through walls and break stuff, but a surprise when Kasaias uh, sells her to Lady Basha. Grill becomes suspicious of new arrivals and sends one of his henchmen to watch them as they go on the expedition. During the expedition, Coulson, Mae, Mac, and Tess try to make sense of Virgil's notebook and discover a radio transmission supposedly originating from the Earth's surface. Ooh. Grill's henchman reports back, only to be uh, framed as a traitor when Yo-Yo plants a gun on him, and he is exiled uh, to, uh, to Earth to die. Meanwhile, Yo-Yo helps Daisy get a hold of the Kree tablet to try and save Simmons. However, she's betrayed by Deke, who reports her to Cassius. Daisy is captured and taken to become his new champion. Dun dun dun. Okay, okay, now you're done. Just yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a few pauses. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's alright. I mean, you said it was going to be shorter, so that I, I just thought, and then I forgot about everything else that happened. So okay, uh, all right. Don't worry. Next time, I'll just go back to what we used to do like years ago and just copy the IMDb summary. The, the oh, one perfect. All right, we'll do that. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. You got super speed. I do. You didn't see that coming? You got anything, Al? Yes, as required by you. Uh, I have yep. my, my one required fast fact. Your one tiny egg. That's right. Uh, I did not write down when, where this happened or what the context was, but someone somewhere said the number 616, which You're is, right. yep, <laughs> which is the comic book universe and also the MCU universe, um, which includes all of the MCU stuff, which includes the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It does. Just, just, just a reminder for, for that. Yes. Also, formerly their call sign on when they had the bus was 616. Oh, yeah. And also... The random number that um, Mysterio picked out of the air that happened to be accurate. <laughs> 616 universe. Because <laughs> as far as we know, he didn't know about the multiverse. <laughs> so, Yeah, he just made up a story. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So that 616 was actually the piece of Earth that the signal was bouncing off of. So when they were tracking the signal at the first place. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, we also... Yeah. Yeah. No, I had that written down. I had the context written down, so I don't claim to remember anything. <laughs> um. So uh, we have the title, uh, a life, uh, a life spent, which comes from the phrase they say throughout the uh, the episode, a life spent is a life earned. So I have like. Three different scenarios where a life could have been spent, but it's earned back in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, Zev was the life that was spent by um, Yo-Yo, earning Mac, Coulson, May, and Tess their lives. Um, Virgil was a life spent in the premiere, uh, and the message from the surface might give like Earth a chance to live, so it's a life earned. Or um, Abby... 
who was the inhuman that uh, Simmons helped, was sold to give her family a life, uh, a better life. So those are all possibilities where a life spent would result in a life earned. Okay. Are you going to do the same work for next week's episode? Because that episode is titled A Life Earned. Um, I'm going to do less work, but <laughs> I will talk about it. Okay. All right. Cool. Just, just wondering if you're going to do the whole whole saying both weeks. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, probably, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we have a couple new characters. Uh, Grill is one of those, hey, it's that guy. Um, I recognized him from like quite a few things, and I looked him up. It's like not any major characters. Um, m- my wife and I uh, watched uh, the Keanu Reeves Constantine like two weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. because there's the news that they're probably going to make a sequel, and Elise had never seen it, so I was like, "It's a good movie. It's a terrible adaptation, but it's a good movie." <laughs> so um, I I should rewatch it. Does it is it still good? Like after yeah, all these years, it was. It was. I mean, oh, okay. some of the CGI. It was 2005. It's not like super great, but it was entertaining. I really still enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Okay, I, maybe yeah. maybe I really will rewatch it again because I think the last time I saw it must have been, I don't know, 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I know the last time I watched it was 2006 because uh, senior year of high school, we graduated in 2006. I helped my friend uh, make a movie, and part of it was he edited the. Scene in the beginning when that guy got hit by a car, he dressed up like that guy, and then, and we did a terrible jump cut to the scene of him getting hit by a car because we didn't have any special effects budget. <laughs> and I'm sure that was the last time I've seen that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the guy who played Grill, Pruitt Taylor Vince, he was uh, the priest in like the first. Well, he's actually a major character in Constantine. Um, He's also been in uh, Stranger Things. Uh, he, he was in Heroes Reborn, which I never got around to watching. True Blood, The Walking Dead, and Deadwood, which is a show that I watched and I really enjoyed and I need to watch the movie. Uh, it's about cowboys. <laughs> so it's like, one of those guys like, hey, I've seen you in a thousand places, but I don't, you've never been a big star, unfortunately. Um, and then I have about Flint, uh, do we want to go into what th- happens to Flint <laughs> or not? Uh, sure. I mean, you already said what happens in your, your intro, so why not, I guess? Well, I did not bring Flint up in the intro at all. Um, oh. Wait, Flint which one is Flint? Is the, Flint is the kid. <laughs> yeah, Zev is the oh, guy. The <laughs> yeah, the kid. Oh. Zev is the guy who uh, got killed by Yo-Yo. Or got Yo-Yo ah, got sorry. killed. Okay, I was thinking of Zeb. Yeah, no, let's let's wait on Flint because all right. Um, so we'll talk about Flint had, in the future. Yeah, he had one scene. No, he'll. Uh, spoiler alert, everyone. Flint will show up later. Yeah, and I, did they even say his name? He, they did because Tess oh, woke okay. him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So hopefully I'll remember that I have these notes here and I can just copy later and not have to rewrite them. Anyway, uh, my final one is superhero landing number one hundred twenty-four. Which is a Daisy bursting through the ceiling on her a secret mission to find Simmons. Um, not going, doing great. But you know, that's the shieldies for you. No, that's Daisy for you. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely her. <laughs> hey, so I, I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever she uses her quake powers to do stuff, um, like just using the power, um, we as the audience we get some sort of audio cue that it's also happening, right? We also see something. Yeah. Um, so do you think it actually makes a sound in in the show in 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 the MCU world? I I 100% think it does. I think Okay, got it. Anything that is not music, I think everyone can hear it. <laughs> at least that's my okay, belief. Okay, yeah, so she's so she's really bad at that whole sneaking around thing when she uses her powers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she tries. We'll talk about her, but she tries not to use her powers and then fails. True. Alright, um, but let's jump to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. 
I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not, like, a groupie stalker type. But... Uh, who do we want to start with, Al? Um, oh, let's, let's start with Coulson. I mean, he, I think it started more with him in the episode, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have, I actually have Coulson, May, and Mac kind of all together, because they were together the mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we start off, uh, <laughs> who would have thought that installing tracker things in your wrists and pretty much giving a guy carte blanche to do what he wants with it would have backfired. <laughs> Who would have thought that? I mean, certainly not me or these, um, I don't know if we want to call them that, but you know, super spies, they definitely did not think about that. Yes. I mean, some are more super than others, but definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Mac, uh, not understanding what it means to be at the mercy of someone else, uh, threatens the guy and gets magneted to the wall using that metrics. Um, why? So these metrics, obviously, the Kree probably have an override. Like, Grill is in charge of that section, but the Kree have an override, mm -hmm. most likely, right? When everything so, was, yeah. yeah, when everything was going down and they were checking metrics, why didn't they just attach everyone to a wall? And then anyone who doesn't, like, if they were examining it and they were worried that people didn't have metrics, like the Shieldies, everyone not attached to the wall, pretty sure they don't have a metric. <laughs> um, maybe the Kree don't have that in theirs. So, like, maybe uh, Grill gives them a different metric that has the, you know, magnet to the wall technology in it. And the Kree just don't know that he has that. Yeah, it's possible. I I, yeah. I find it unlikely though that anyone any human has any technology that the Kree doesn't know about. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, but in last week's episode, when they make the deal with him, uh, he, it, it, I I might be misremembering this, but I feel like he pressed the button on them to you know be uh, detached from the wall. Uh, pretty quickly before the Kree showed up. Like, oh, nope, gotta make sure they don't see this. Uh, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I assume that was because um, it's unsportsmanlike, maybe. Because, like, <laughs> <laughs> the Kree... I, I, I was going to say the Kree care about fairness more because, <laughs> like, they want competitors and, like... But it might be bold with, uh, I was going to talk about um, Jude Law's character, talking about fairness, but he just wanted to keep Burrs <laughs> down. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when you're the one in charge, you always talk about fairness when someone wants to pull you into not being the one in charge, obviously. That's true. So, yeah. I, I, I would believe that the Kree in general talk about fairness, um, you know, for others. But, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Mac uh, goes to threaten him, but not really to threaten him. He actually does some spy stuff, and he was just trying to get a lay of, like, what's in uh, Grill's office and, like, the weapons they have. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I kind of, I feel like uh, like there was an easier way to do that, but um, but okay, that, that works too, I guess. Because uh, it's not like he... It... It's not like he got far in. He could have seen what he normally saw from not gotten on Grill's radar, like by not like pissing him off. He could have just like walked by a lot. Or, I mean, I know Yo-Yo goes and steals something out of there using her super speed later. She could have just gone in and reco uh, reconnaissance. That's true. I mean, she, she didn't have to mess around with stuff. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. He... As a team, they could have planned that much better and mm -hmm. instead of him just going and learning. But on the bright side, they also learned what would happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, And didn't Yo-Yo yeah. like set, up a, set off a, like some type of alarm or something when she went in and they thought it was just a glitch? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she set off – like I don't know. Like, because she didn't go in there, right? Because if she went in there, then she would have like attached to the wall, it seems like. I think that's, isn't that something that Grills hit, a button that he hit? Like, they're not automatically attached to the wall? I I think for going into the office, he was automatically attached to the wall. 
because mm-hmm. I, I think Grill like well, well now I can't remember. <laughs> but well, I'm because Yo Yo sure... did go in there to steal stuff. Like they knew there was guns, and that's where Yo Yo got the gun from. Because humans aren't supposed to have guns on them. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I mean, yeah, that's good. I don't know. Well, I think we'll have to to keep a lookout in future episodes. But I'm I'm convinced that it stops anyone. Like he just wants to automatically stop anyone mm-hmm. from going into his office unless they're allowed to, like him or his right hand man, whose name I already forgot. Zev. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's a stupid name. It's okay. He's not gonna be around for very long. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, so they uh take a trip to outer space, right? Uh, they find the chunk of Earth called 616, uh, with Zev keeping an eye on them. Um, and I felt, you know who I felt bad for in this episode, other than, like, every human that exists in this timeline? Uh, <laughs> was May, who, like, is looking to Coulson for, like, some reassurance or his optimism, and he's like, not sure if it's gonna work. It's real. <laughs> we, we might be screwed this time, May. <laughs> Yeah, she was. I mean, because she was like, I, I want to sleep in my own bed after all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I deserve that. I just can't wait to go back in time to live my life. And uh, and yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, to be fair, a part of it, I, okay, Tony, you and I know, um, some more about you know the the future of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're we're going to be a little coy about some of the things that we say here, but you know, I think maybe a part of this is uh, Coulson knowing the deal that he made with Ghost Rider at the end of last season, right? Cause they already brought it up again. Um, oh yeah. In the season premiere, right? Cause Daisy brought it up. So he's so like I, thinking, so what, what are you saying is like, he, he knows he's, his soul is damned, so he's like, eh, you guys might be going down with me. We don't know. So, something to that effect, yeah. I, I think because of his deal, he's like, yeah, I guess I care less now um, because I know exactly what, well, I mean, it's, he doesn't know exactly what will happen, but he's, he, he's, I, I think maybe overall he's giving up in a sense, right, compared to what he would have done yeah, um, in a previous season. The previous season. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, even being trapped in space, there was a portal to get back to Earth. Um, when you're in the uh, the framework, you're still technically there. Like, once you realize that there's ways to get out. Humans are three-dimensional. We don't really work in the fourth dimension. It's really hard to navigate if you don't have a monolith or a time machine or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also going backwards is a lot harder than going forwards. Uh, so I understand why he's not super optimistic. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, if, if I'm going forward in a car, I can go through, you know, first through fifth gear, but mm-hmm. backwards, you know, going in reverse, I can only go in first gear and you have to look back and use multiple yeah. windows. It's, exactly. it's a lot more work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, uh, not using a metaphor. If I need to go forward in time, uh, I just wait. Uh, it might be a long time and it might not be... I mean, like they're 90... If they wait 90 years, yeah, you could tell someone else to handle the problem or something. Uh, the past is kind of inac- inaccessible <laughs> is the yep. gentlest mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about the radio? And Okay. Uh, the the knob wasn't there. It was in Virgil's uh, little thing. So no one who's ever used that uh, thought figured out a way to open it without a knob. <laughs> Were people just like I, scratching it... at it and banging at it? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to think about it, I guess, right? And then wasn't it – I thought it was also like a key specifically. I I thought it was just literally just the knob to open it. <laughs> I was like, I guess really I, even if it has a little latch, even if it has a little latch, you put a screwdriver in there and turn it ninety degrees, and you're in. 
I mean, oh yeah, yeah, it is not a complicated lock. Yeah, I mean, is maybe it's just me. Like if I see something in my house or in a car that I own or something, and it's just closed, I need to find out what's happening in there. I'm not one of those people who's like in a haunted house. You know, haunted house movies they all not always, but there's a lot of times where they have that door in the attic or something that's just closed. No one can get in, and secretly inside, evil stuff is happening. Like, no, I'm taking off the hinges of that door if it were in my house. <laughs> I need to find out what they have in there. <laughs> yeah, you and I are very different. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 I'll stay away from that door. I'm good. Well, no, I mean, I this in this scenario, I don't know that it's a haunted house. <laughs> oh. It's just okay. like, if, well, I, if I moved into a house and there's a door that is locked and we don't have the key to it, I am somehow getting in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, all right. Yeah. If it's just a random door, then yeah, I got to check it out. I got to know. Yeah. What's in there. But I mean, in, in this ship, it's a, it's, it was kind of a small compartment. It was off to the side. If she didn't need to use it for space, like why would she care? Because it's a closed door and you have to know. <laughs> I'm one of those okay. people who in like an Eldritch horror movie would have their main brains like melted because they couldn't not look at the thing they weren't supposed to look at. Yep, that's definitely how you'll die, Tony. I'm sure. <laughs> 20 years from now. That's how yep. you go. <laughs> when, when the 47th apocalypse of our lifetime happens, and it happens to be Cthulhu, um, I'm just going to have my main brain melted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll suck, but you know what? At least that's how you go. Yeah. In a way that's pretty cool. It yeah. is. I mean, as a kid, I was like, I want the way I want to die is to be eaten by a dinosaur. Um, now I know that's unrealistic, so I just want that written on my gravestone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died. He died as he lived, narrowly avoiding them failing to avoid dinosaurs. And I will make sure that that gets on your tombstone. I don't know how I'll do that because I'm definitely dying first, but I'll, yeah. I'll do what I can. Yeah. Well. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you one. I'll, uh, can I get that on Amazon? Like, does it come with a tombstone? Engraving? I'm sure you yeah. can get a tombstone on Amazon. Okay, but with the custom engraving, or do I have to like? Is that like an Etsy thing? I mean, it, I mean, you don't want to have it already engraved because you don't know um, when I'm going to die. Hopefully, I mean, if you do, that know, is true. I don't. Yeah. Um, okay. When I go on Amazon and type in tombstone. Uh, mm-hmm. the 90, 1993 movie Tombstone starring Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer is mostly what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I typed in Gravestone, and I actually oh. do see a couple, um, but I see a lot of Halloween decorations. Oh, yeah. Um, considering that we're almost in October, uh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yep. Or if you're living listening to this in real time, we are firmly in October. <laughs> that, that too, yes. Yeah, by the time this episode drops. All right. Tell me what what were we talking about in the MCU? Um, opening doors that remain <laughs> are locked or have no knob. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> if is this uh, ship usually Tess and Virgil's, or is it just like you um, get what ships available? Like, or do people like do other people use the ship? Because it's not very secure if that's the situation. <laughs> that's a good question. I, I guess yeah, we don't know. Um, I think my, my assumption would be that while like Tess and Virgil don't own the ship, they're probably the only ones who use it, who pilot it. That's my assumption. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah, Virgil was part of the crew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, uh, Zev tries to stop them from, uh, hearing the um message on the radio right so um mac knocks him out and i think tess is as freaked out about this as deke was when they killed the kree (laughs) yeah exactly now now she like sees like oh this is what deke has been complaining about you're just you're You're just making waves over here Yeah, yeah yeah exactly that too yep well, she was the one who said we should kill him, and they're like, "No, we're not going to kill him. That would be, that would be bad." Yeah, 
I mean, he ends up dying, you know, by essentially by their hands. But, you know, that was a worst case scenario. Like, all right, they had to. Yeah. And then Mac was still he's not happy with it. Uh, Mac that too. Mac is speciest, right? Because he has no problem killing Kree. But if it comes to humans, like, nope, there's a line. They're all people, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Maybe that's my belief. Uh, alien rights. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, oh, it's that's a tough one because, to be fair, those Cree weren't like it's not like he killed them, like in cold blood. You know, yeah. they. It, it wasn't like. He was essentially trying to defend himself from them, and they were going to kill him mm-hmm. and Yo-Yo. Like, that, that, in that situation, it feels a little more okay. But also, I still agree with what you said. Yes, he, um, you know, oh, they're not humans, so I care a lot less about their lives. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. The Avengers are the same way. Like... They care way more about humans than they do about Chitari or... I mean, I don't count robots because maybe that's specious, but they're not really alive. Um, yeah, but like Chitari or Nazis or something inhuman. Not not counting the inhumans. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a thing that is not human. Yes. Uh, yeah, because like technically the inhumans aren't full human. And uh, he did kill Gordon. Uh, so I guess he he doesn't really have a problem with killing them except for the the ones he knows. Well, I I mean I I think in in both of these scenarios, this one and also what you mentioned about the Avengers, like you, you're you're in a kill or be killed situation yeah. at that moment in time, right? Like the Avengers fighting Chitauri or whatever the hell else they're fighting, um, that's that is a a big battle, and mm-hmm. you're you're there to. Yeah. save the lives of the innocent from the evildoers mm-hmm. essentially right like that's the like that's that's where you can morally justify uh rampant murder yeah i mean maybe my sticking point is just ki- i feel as if him killing the kree in a hand to hand combat and him killing zev who if it wasn't for yo's intervention would have got them all killed is still self defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's it feels a little different because it's not you know violence. Um, you know, Zev wasn't going to violently kill them. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. in a sense he would have been the one forcing them onto the ship that sent them to Earth. Um, yeah. But that would have been a uh, yeah. And then maybe they would have knocked him out and escaped. You know, that way. I don't know what would have happened if. Yo-Yo hadn't put the gun in his pocket, but I'm sure they would have gotten out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, this is them getting out of it, but yeah, they would have found a way. They would probably, I'm sure they would have just commandeered the ship and flown to where the signal was coming from, and it would have been a lot easier than waiting at least one more episode, because we know by the end of this episode we're not there. Uh, So That's true. Uh, And also, spoiler alert, I know how next week's episode ends uh and i know that that means that the episode after that is also not the one where they go to earth yeah i almost revealed that and i changed my wording to not reveal that but good on you al (laughs) oh good okay (laughs) so how long have they been there oh i i never i can never tell right like you watch a show and you're like yeah it's definitely been one day and then they're like Oh, we've been here for two months. Like, what? No, that can't happen. That makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Um, I, the don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, the reason I ask is because May has a line after a Zev cuts the fuel line. Uh, I wrote down, uh, we need to turn and burn and pray we don't hit a gravity storm. That's a lot of space mumbo jumbo for someone who never flown a spaceship last episode. Or, I mean, the premiere. <laughs> I, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, so turn and burn. I'm yeah, not familiar can, with that. Is that is is that just like a normal piloting? It phrase? might be. Uh, I feel like it might be a, like a fighter pilot or something. That's something I understand that okay. she might know. It's the worrying about a gravity storm. <laughs> that's where I'm like, where'd you pick that up, May? 
that's that's a good point yeah i don't remember anyone else saying gravity storm because it's not like that was a problem in the first episode or the mm-hmm. yeah the first episode when when she and simmons flew out um hmm. yeah yep, so that's she's a good o- point. she's obviously had some training so far that's true uh got, all right and then not really a spoiler but in next week's episode one of the things colson says is to to may is like hey i'm starting to learn uh some of the lingo uh like crusher means and then he's cut off because obviously everyone knows what what a crusher is yeah uh but he's the annoying kid in star trek the, ne- the next generation exactly yeah everyone knows that yeah. um so and and may had to stop him from you know being a wesley so <laughs> um anyway so i i don't know right like i i'm gonna go with two days okay two days that's all i've got yeah yeah i mean that is enough for colson to be impressed that he's picked up some of the lingo uh yeah yeah (laughs) and maybe when may and simmons were coming back they hit a gravity storm we just didn't see it that could be it yeah and simmons called it a gravity storm um and which which is where the phrase came from maybe those are the only two people who use that phrase may and simmons It all makes sense, but unfortunately, yep. it doesn't fit because he he's not in this episode. That's all right. right, or time. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Yo-Yo gets this guy sent to Earth, so sucks mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, but, yeah. She does successfully get the tablet back. Oh yes, or hands it. Hands that off to to Daisy, uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, do we do we want to move on to Daisy then? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a, a good good jumping off point. Yeah. Um. So Daisy's kind of arguing with Deke, saying, "Nope, she didn't destroy the Earth because I feel like that's something I'd remember." Um. And then Deke brings up the multiverse theory. Uh. <laughs> like full about what two years year and a half before we get to Endgame. Obviously, it's in the works, but... Um... Yeah, so, like... Yeah, uh, Deke year, is dead on... One year before Endgame. Well, uh... Endgame's 2019. This is the end of 2017. So, year and a half. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking of the season finale of this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um... Okay. Yeah, I just find it interesting yeah, no. that, mm-hmm. yeah, they're kind of revealing the secrets of, like, Phase 4. <laughs> uh, it, it, this has to have been coincidence, right? It's, um, oh. you know, the multiverse is such a big thing in comic mm-hmm. books in general, right? Marvel and yeah. DC, right? The two bigger uh, ones. And it just makes sense. I mean, also, mm-hmm. the concept of the multiverse is a real theory, oh, yeah. a possibility. So... This makes sense. Uh, I do like that the way Deke described it ended up essentially being what the multiverse is mm-hmm. or how it is described in the MCU, right? It's like, yep, you're you're just you're just from somewhere else and you ended up here. Um, yeah. Or yeah, you you destroyed Earth, Daisy. Um, I mean, maybe not you specifically, but this other one that made different decisions and all that stuff, right? So uh, yeah, but you know, like all things time travel and multiverse. If we have some questions, we'll never really get a good answer. So. That's true. I mean, <laughs> or we get a headcanon it. I feel as if by the end of the series, they have a pretty decent answer for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe not for the entire MCU, but it makes sense mostly in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But since this is all part of the mcu i don't i don't know i don't know how well that that works uh, i think it matches i mean i don't want to get into it i don't want to like mm-hmm. spoil is essentially season seven but uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like it matches with endgame yeah, the only other show that involves time travel only other like branch of the mcu that involves time travel i believe is eventually in runaways 
and then it doesn't line up at all. <laughs> yeah, that one that one was was happens, but it's small. Um, yeah, and then Loki just I feel like that show really just kind of because it was the first big one that mm-hmm. that started setting rules. Um, that's where things start to get wonky. But uh, well, we'll see. You know, with enough yeah. time, you know, once the multiverse saga is done. And yeah. thankfully, when we're done with all of the multiverse stuff in general, because I feel like that's how that goes. Um, yeah, we won't have to, to deal with these problems anymore. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Unless like phase or the third saga is like the time travel saga or something like that. Oh, that's that's how I just give up, Tony. That's that's when I stop doing this podcast. <laughs> OK, <laughs> like, all right, no more. No more Marvel. That's it. I'm. I'm just I'm going to give up comics for a little bit and then I'll come back to something else. I'll I'll start finding just a bunch of indie comics. That'll that'll be that that'll be what finally pushes me over the edge, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't worry. I'll just I'll just exclusively recommend time travel comics. <laughs> Check out Paper Girls. Anyway, which I was considering watching, but that got canceled before yeah. it gets a second season so well yeah. never mind i i told i think we talked about this on plot finders yeah. i really enjoyed the comic so i wasn't going to watch the show because i knew they did not have the budget for what was in the comic ah yeah did, did you right. watch the show i did not i watched like the first episode i was like yeah no sorry guys it's the problem like brian k vaughn and this is a tangent, I know. Brian K. Vaughn <laughs> is my favorite uh, comic book uh, writer. Okay. And the, th- I think I've seen three things adapted from his writings, his creations, and none of them have the budget uh, that they need. <laughs> okay, I, I know his name, but I, he, I, I'm sure. Well, we covered one of them. He originated The Runaways. Oh, okay. That's probably yeah. why I know his name. Okay. Um, he also did Why the Last Man, which was another show that got canceled and just like, it was, it had more budget, but still not enough. And then, Wait, did, uh, did that come out? Yeah. Yeah. It came out like two years ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah, one season. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. On FX. All right. I, rem- I remember hearing it was going to come out. Never saw anything for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I gave you the comic. I don't know if you ever read it. Uh, his current thing is Saga, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I honestly hope they don't try to adapt that because that's another like ridiculously hard comic to adapt. As I'm saying this, the last comic I talked about that was ridiculously hard to adapt was saw uh was a Sandman, and they did a pretty good first season. So if they give it like okay. Sandman money, I would see Saga <laughs> online. All right, and time right? Didn't wasn't that like years to make that season? yeah yeah it actually worries me like if they did a season two obviously it's going to be more of a crunch but yeah they've been trying to make that series since like the 90s (laughs) okay did you hear the story about what neil gaiman did when they had the movie um they almost made a movie of it i i heard he was against the idea and he did something to like try and torpedo the project but that's yeah he what what happened he read the script he hated the script. He couldn't even finish it. So this was like late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, he leaked it online. I think to Ain't It Cool News. And they said it was the worst script ever and got a bunch of bad publicity in the 90s. So they scrapped the whole project. He went success. <laughs> oh, good. Good for him. Yeah. So Daisy uh, yes. is learning about the multiverse. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she's like, uh, call shenanigans on that, and I'm going to go for save Simmons and not destroy the world. Um, I do have a small quibble. Her name is, okay. she's known as Quake Destroyer of Worlds. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, she destroyed one world. So, Tony, if I'll... you have the power to destroy one world, mm-hmm. you can destroy more than one. You can, but presumably, like, obviously this is, she's been called this before, she appeared in the future right presumably up till two days ago the all of humanity and creamanity uh thought she was dead and she only successfully destroyed one world 
Well, I mean, there were those people who knew she would show up again in the future, right? The yeah, the but at that time, she's only destroyed one. She's destroyer of a world. If you can destroy one, you can destroy two. That that's all. That's I, it's. I don't, I don't know if that's it's true. possible. So at that point, I, I think she can. I believe in her to well, destroy yeah, I mean... two or more worlds. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's just like when she's quick stuff, she's cracked the earth a little bit. So like she destroyed one point zero 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 two worlds, and the, technically it's more than one world. Ah, uh, because with English you have to you have to add the yep. the s there. Okay. Yeah, right. it's the plural. Yeah, I don't think okay. that's it, but okay, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I have been waiting for us to to get to this episode specifically, mm-hmm. um, and you know ever since we started the, the this podcast, because um, we started it after this uh, show came out, right? No, we started a couple months before this season. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Anyway. Um, but we, we had already seen like all the other seasons. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. you know, Daisy being the character who changes the most throughout the series, surprisingly, considering every single character changes a lot. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take that back. Mac. Mac, I think, is the only one who doesn't change. Everyone else changes a ton. Um, but yeah, uh, Mac is very much a Captain America. Everyone changes around him and accommodates to his morality. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so anyway, um, so this is the episode where Daisy just goes off on her own and effectively becomes a Batman type character, right? Like mm-hmm. she she takes on the Kree and the elevator and all that stuff. Now she's not great at it because she gets caught um, because of she, Deke. But she's Batman Year Two when he hits a bridge and falls <laughs> down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she, uh, like, and and her character progression, like she's always been, you know, hot headed in that sense. But uh, I'm I'm a little curious, like how much of this in in her world is just like I am done with this, just like May, like I just want to go sleep in my own bed. I'm tired of all this other crap. <laughs> so she's she's not even trying to be sneaky or, or any of that stuff, or, or as much as she normally would. She's not trying to be careful. I guess is probably a better phrasing. Uh, and so she's just going off and trying to get Simmons. Now it doesn't work for her, but you know she. She tries. Yeah, she does. Uh, well, she's overconfident, right? I mean, she's got yes, her powers. She's got her shieldy skills. She just defeated a robot uprising and got uh, defeated the entirety of a Hydra-ruled uh, Earth. So, yeah. hey, she helped destroy the framework, which was technically a world. Okay, she's done too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. That works. Yep. Yep. Um, I feel better about this now. Anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, she's just overconfident, and, um, she's got amazing grip strength. Like, she pulls a Spider-Man without sticky powers, so impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did that for, like, two minutes. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can't training's... even do a plank for one minute. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, the training's really working out, and she's obviously not quaking, quaking it, because mm-hmm. they'd feel the vibrations. Exactly, and hear it too as we decide. Yeah, yep, yep. That's exactly. I don't know why I decided <laughs> to make the sound. We all know what the sound sounds like, uh, and yes, it didn't sound like that. It didn't sound like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she almost defeats those two Kree, and Kree are stronger than humans. Just hand to hand combat without her powers. Uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't. Because she has to use her powers at the end, but she's pretty impressive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she is easily Shield's second best fighter, and that's <laughs> and that's saying something too, because she has powers. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, she was trained by May, and then like, mm-hmm. I bet they're equal right now that May is wounded, but she still has some skills even with the bum leg. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then she gets caught because Deke is a bad guy, apparently. Yep, he turned her in. Yep. Yep. All right. And the only other section I have. Well, are we done with Daisy? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, she, uh, honestly, she didn't have a lot in the episode, right? Yeah, she she action. just got the scroll, yeah, and then she went off um, to to try and and get Simmons. Failed. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, she argued with Deke for a bit, but that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we move on to Simmons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see it from her point of view. She's um, she can't hear anything. Not even Cassius all the time. Uh, is Cassius since Cassius is te- technically her master, her slave master? Mm-hmm. Is Cassius the only one who can make Simmons hear things? Oh, that's a good question. So, like, do you think if um. Sonara? I already forgot her. Yeah, Sonara. Yeah, it, it, like she... Um, hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I get the Wait, feeling uh, that you're asking... Oh, sorry? I mean, does Sonara unmute her to give her Abby? So that's what I was going to say. Okay. Um, okay. I don't remember that. Like, I, I thought that's what you were going to ask. Um, but well, my... I... Mm-hmm. My initial question was like, how exhausting is that for Cassius, who's someone who likes to like a lack uh, a life of luxury, has to be the person to directly give every command. I mean, there used to be like slave drivers, I think the name is the term back in the day, uh, back in the day, 150 years ago, and <laughs> part of the darkest times in uh, American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. not really back in the day. That's well, <laughs> no. it is if you have a very different mindset. But you don't have that one, Tony. No, I don't. So. I need to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Not back in the day. Like it was better. It was terrible. But <laughs> there were people to the the masters didn't give direct um, instructions to all the slaves. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. It was still a hierarchy. There was like an organization to it in, in a sense, yes. right? You know, you got you got to have your middle management. Um, exactly. So yeah, that's a good point. I I would assume that yeah, he he definitely has some sort of middle management. I'm sure Sonara has the yeah. ability to turn that on or off at at her will. Also, um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a thing we should probably look out for more uh, because I'm I'm sure that'll come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because I do have it written down though. Sonara, Sonara unmutes her and uh, gives her a suffering child to fix. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never understood this about both the Inhumans and the X-Men. Um, with exception of Charles Xavier and people who can read minds. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're teaching someone to control their power, for the most part, there is no context for that teaching. <laughs> I could not teach... I could not even think... As a teacher, I couldn't even think of how to start teaching a person to become more or less dense. Yeah, exactly. Normally, when you're teaching someone, it's a thing that you know. Yeah. And so you're, yeah, like, like even if it's a skill or something, you as a person are, are training them on, on that. You're not like... Mm-hmm. You have some shared context. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And at, at best, even when we look back at season two um, in... Um, I forgot the, the place with the um afterlife for daisy's mom yeah afterlife in in afterlife you know at least that was filled with people who were in humans and went through the process of learning to use their powers even though everyone had different powers they at least went through a process so like there was there was some sort of of knowledge in the sense of like okay well these are the things i know oh okay i've never experienced that i'm sure we have it in a book somewhere someone's Mm -hmm. written it down i assume uh so yeah that makes sense but you're right. In this scenario, where Simmons, random human who all they know is that she kind of knows some medical stuff, um, mm-hmm. like uh, that that felt random. I mean, it's it, to be fair. At the end, Cassius says to Sonara, like, "Oh, you set her up to fail, but uh, good thing she didn't." So, yep, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So she trains her. Um, they have this one part that actually really stressed me out for some reason <laughs> when she, Abby is able to control her powers and she phases through like the, um, like the glass pitcher, right? She just keeps her hand there and stuff. And I thought, I don't know why, cause this is not a gory show. I thought if she rematerialized, her hand would get cut off. <laughs> I don't know why what? I was like, oh my God, take your hand out, take your hand out. <laughs> 
Well, well, yeah, of course you, you think about that because that's what happens in everything else where you can phase in different things, right? You see someone who can like go through a wall and then if they leave their hand there, like they don't answer that question until it happens. And then they're all of a sudden like, oh, okay, cool. I guess you don't lose your hand or you definitely do, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just because that happens in so many things. And I had the exact same thought. I okay, also good. was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's not just a you thing. I'm sure many people watching that that part of the episode oh, had God. the same thought. When Kitty hmm. Pride joins the MCU, I'm gonna be so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's gonna use her powers all the time. There's gonna be so many times where she just has a head poking through a wall. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like It's gonna be stressful. I mean Yep. Yeah, that always bugged me. I love Kitty Pride. She's actually one of my favorite X Men. Um but like when she faces like when we see terrible example when we see X Men three, and we see her like phase the Juggernaut into the ground, um, mm-hmm. and then she lets him go so he's not phasing anymore. He should lose those legs because the molecules of the legs and the molecules of the cement he's in are taking up the same space. You can't oh, fix no, that. That's, that's that's also part of her mutant powers. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure it is, but they don't explain in the movies. So different rules. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Um, All, right. All right. Are we done talking about the heroes of both this and the comic books? I I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. We're 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 done about with that. That's that's too many questions. Too many weird things popping up. So mm-hmm. let's let's go to everyone's favorite part of this episode: the ad break. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, finish this sentence. No. The best way to escape anything is by using a blank. A what? What is the best way to escape anything? A crowbar. That's right. An elevator. You get in, you press a button, and that's it. You've escaped. But the only time that doesn't work for you is when you end up in one of those really cool-looking elevator fights. How do you escape (laughs) that? You can't. You have to fight. You fight to the death. I don't make the rules. I just read them off a script. Anyway, that's where our sponsor comes in, Cool Fights, Inc. Cool Fights, Inc. will help you make your daring escape fights in style. And I want to be clear. They do not teach you how to fight. They teach you how to look cool in an escape fight. Which bottling pose to use after throwing a punch? What one-liners to say in certain circumstances? And when should you, and when should you not, do a superhero landing? Now, you see, I, personally, am a very vain person. An image is very important to me. That's why I wouldn't recommend just any company that teaches you to look cool in an escape fight. You know, like looking cool trainings or any other company like them. They aren't that good at what they do, but Cool Fights Inc. is. They know exactly what they're doing. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free pair of sunglasses to use during the Fighting with Sunglasses Corps. Oh, and also as a PSA, do not use elevators to escape fires. Like, you you need to use the stairs. In that Thank you. I, if you didn't mention that, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also... Great minds think alike, Tony. Yeah, there's also another way to escape elevator fights. Uh, if you've just had one and don't want to do another one, just use your shield and jump out the window in the elevator and then fall 40 stories, and you're fine if you land on your shield. Fun fact, that is one of their trainings. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good to know. <laughs> so, so it's not like you can't escape it. It's just like you got to know how to escape it. Yeah, and, and look how cool. to look cool during it. Yeah, Cap did not look cool when he landed on his side 20 stories down or however it felt. He was like, that was painful. <laughs> yeah, the man needs more training. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on uh, to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Uh, Tony... 
we need to have a discussion about the villains. Um, obviously, Cassius. Uh, mm-hmm. Grill is Grill a villain, or is he a guy in the chair? I don't. I, don't uh, know I would say Grill's a villain. I don't have anything for him, but I would say that. Okay. Also, I would say right, right now I would consider Deke a villain. Although I have no notes for him because we kind of talked about his only stuff with Daisy. Ah, okay. I've I've been putting Deke and Guy in the chair, but okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's I, fair. I feel like he's one of the guys who sways, and definitely with his actions in this episode, he's in villain territory. He might move back to Guy in the chair or something else. We'll see. But right now, he's a villain. Works for me. Yep. So, what villains do you want to talk about? I only have notes about Cassius, and I guess a little bit Perfect. of Basha. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, do you think these inhuman fights and this inhuman slavery is this known in the Cree Empire, or is this something under the table he's doing because he's so far away? <laughs> oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it's known. Uh, okay. I think, I think because there are so few humans in general, they're not like showing up in waves just trying to get humans that have inhuman powers um but also like didn't they say like even the kree are like kind of still against the concept of of inhumans like e- like they said this in like season two i think right maybe season three of age of the shield yeah season three or well they- those were like ancient kree who were there like if there was ever an inhuman uprising <sighs> that's right okay I feel like to the Kree, like, this inhuman stuff is, like, when we hear about the terrible things they did to, like, malformed children in Sparta, it's like, wow, that's a terrible thing. That should never happen again. But it's ancient history. Uh, That's probably what they think about the inhumans. They don't even register them as Uh, something in modern day. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, But considering the things that Cassius has said about, like, uh, you know, about people coming to to bid on inhumans and that kind of stuff i i feel like it's known enough like in certain mm-hmm. circles oh yeah um, which i would imagine the the elite kind of the the higher up circles um we don't know much about why Cassius specifically is here at this station did was he just told to go here did he choose it um i guess a little bit of a spoiler because i don't remember if it was in this episode or next week but Basically, they make it sound like he he does not enjoy being here. So mm-hmm. him selling the Inhumans is kind of his like, all right, well, at least I get this. Yeah. Uh, if this were in, if this were cl- more closely connected to the MCU proper at this time, or if this was in like this era where we have Disney Plus, I would love to see these uh, semi-mortal uh, uh, Game Master uh Jeff Goldblum show up uh <laughs> to try to buy some inhumans. Oh, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or, or least, his uh, um Topaz. assistant person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, they probably couldn't get Jeff Goldblum for this, but they could probably get Topaz. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's really all I have for the villains. <laughs> Yeah, same here. Didn't have too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zev is on Earth. Sucks for him. Yep. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll never see him again. Yep. I actually don't know, but I assume. Yeah. All right, moving on to Guy in the Chair. Guy in the Chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? (laughs) It's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. I've only got Abby, really. (laughs) Uh, I had a few things for other characters, but we've said all of them already. Yeah. Just, just Abby. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you want to say about her? Oh my God, they're beating up a little girl. <laughs> that <was> terrible. <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they don't care. Yeah. They're yeah. I mean, I mean, she murders to... him the same way I Kitty Pride. I've seen Kitty Pride do it. So she is yeah. essentially Kitty Pride. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. 
she learned to use her powers just at the right time. So good mm-hmm. for her. Um, so I was curious about this. Um, when she like she became super dense and the, the guy like punched her and he like completely broke his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, I guess they made it seem like it probably broke in multiple places. Yeah. Like, is that a thing that'll happen? Like if, if I go up to like a building and just, there's this giant, you know, concrete wall and I punch it as hard as I can, will I splinter my entire arm and break it like the way he did? Or, or is this one of those like, well, he's stronger than he is tough. So he just, he did it to himself. I think it's the second one. I think okay. both you and I, uh, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm trying to be realistic. If we hit the um, a concrete wall as hard as we can, yeah, I feel like we'd break something in our hand. We're not strong enough to break our own arm bones <laughs> through one punch. But I think if a person of his strength hit a brick wall with like, without holding back, without knowing, yeah, I feel like that would, you'd be able to break your arm. <laughs> Okay, all right. Just making sure. I, I yeah. had to ask. I was curious. So, all right. Um, yeah, this is... She has... Like, you know who could train Abby? We talked about this earlier. Vision could do it. He has those powers. Oh, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he accesses them the same way. He doesn't. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was, cool. He was born fully grown. He doesn't. <laughs> all right, that's oh. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, one last thing about Abby, uh, the inhibitor she wears. Is this the same Cree tech, maybe a more advanced version, but the same Cree tech that they put on Carol, uh, Danvers, on, when she has on Hala to suppress her powers? That's a good question. I don't know. Because we know in the comics, Rogue takes uh carol's powers when she's miss marvel um so that's how she can fly Mm -hmm. and do energy blasts and stuff so i would assume she's it's like the same rules as uh inhumans and x-men all kind of running the same power dynamic i don't know how to phrase it but it's like (laughs) the same rules if an inhibitor ship works for inhumans probably works for x-men and works for carol danvers yeah I, I, probably. I'm, I'm sure that they just have, like, universal power pause yeah. thing. Which also, hmm. I mean, yeah, we actually see that later. Also in the MCU, a human made one. I'm not going to go into it, but it's in a show that is not far enough in the past. Technically, it's still airing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, Alright, so I, I just pulled up Captain Marvel. I am watching mm-hmm. it. Um, so the uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm just gonna keep watching it as we watch uh, as, as we do the podcast so no I'm at the scene where they show it um, the inhibitor is it's in the same position on her okay but it is different looking yeah but also this is 90 years in the future from or actually 100 years because this is <laughs> what was it 20 years ago this is like 100 years in the future so they could have like altered the design uh true yeah uh yeah you're right so um yeah which would make sense because in captain marvel it's bigger than what we see here in agents of shield so yeah okay mm-hmm. that, that makes sense yeah if it, you know a hundred year difference and they decide to make a, yeah. a smaller version of it that's uh uh i don't know maybe just cheaper to make or something i don't know Technology's weird yeah <laughs> yeah and then also like from a design standpoint outside of the universe uh like this is the end of 2017 they're already deep in the designs for captain marvel and they probably already know that there's crease so even though it wasn't overt they still connected it which i appreciate it or they're just like or real lucky and we're giving them credit for being lucky but either way (laughs) yeah exactly all right uh do you have anything for uh 12 of the plan stark tower is your baby give yourself 12 percent credit 12% an argument can be made for 15 12% well I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting literally oh. I lifted the heavy things I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 I know, hours I know I know you went to the Grand Canyon he could have used your help what percentage I don't know 12% 12% <laughs> that is not a plan it's barely a concept you're taking their side I am Groot so what it's better than 11% what the hell does that have to do with anything 
Uh, I do have one thing. Uh, okay. we, let's let's keep this short, just because we're we're running a little long on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Cassius laid out. Um, you know, when when Lady Basha was visiting, he he laid out what he called er, the best of Earth's cuisine for the visitor, which is like mm-hmm. sushi and and stuff like that. Where'd they get that? Well, do, um, do they still a fish? Is that still an option, or? Or like, did they just know that before being destroyed, Earth had sushi? Let's... Yeah, this is what I think. Yes, they <laughs> okay. knew that before the Earth was destroyed, they had sushi. That the fish in there is not Earth fish. It has to be imported from somewhere. Um, okay. It might not even right. taste like sushi. It could be like Deke's beer. He doesn't know what beer tastes like. But it was. Right. It's the wrappings of human cuisine. Gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, uh, so that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, next week's episode, they do have a one-liner that talks a little bit about the food, but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think what you said makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'll take that. Cool. That's it. That's all I have for the twelve percent. All right, man. Then let's rate our episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender, so we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Al, how many people indirectly murdered by Yo-Yo are you giving this episode? Oh, three and a half, easily. (laughs) Um, No, it's it uh, it it was a good episode. It was enjoyable, but it's it's set up right. You know, we we got those Mm -hmm. those first two episodes of the season were like the yeah get you hooked on the season and then this one was like all right well now let's let's slow things down a little bit mm-hmm. um let's let's add the the plot points of of things that the the shieldies are gonna have to deal with um for their their season and uh yeah it's it, it's enjoyable it's it's at a good pace but yeah three and a half how about you yeah i'll give it about the same i do i did really enjoy enjoy daisy's action scenes um i I don't like the convenience of just having that radio on the boat or on the ship, <laughs> the boat on the ship. And then just like, Oh, we didn't have a knob. So I guess we're never getting in here. Um, but yeah, <laughs> overall I, it was enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well with that, let's close this out. Um, join us next week when we will be talking about uh, season five, episode four, a life earned. And in the meantime, uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And also, pretty, pretty, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Show me how to spend a life. seen a tombstone say i didn't work enough nobody ever heard a father say i held my kids too much god i want to run after what really matters